Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside Stephen Simcox, locked on Horn Frogs. And Stephen, uh, how was the holiday? How did the PlayStation 4 go over? <laughs> it was good. Yeah, my, my oldest son, we got him a PlayStation 4, which he was excited about. Um, and he's played a little bit. He's been with his grandparents for like the past few days. Okay. We went and visited my wife's family, and then he stayed down there with his sister as well. So I've only got two kids at my house, which that's kind of a breeze compared to four. That's yeah. 50% of my children yes. gone, um, but they'll be back tomorrow. So we'll really get into video game mode, I'm sure, when he gets back, because I'll have a couple days before school starts again. So your Christmas present was 50% off. Yes, like that, that was yes, it. that was my Christmas present. <laughs> I got some new shoes and fifty percent of my kids, and so yeah. that's that's all you need when yeah. you're thirty years old. You know, I'll tell you, and you're as you're, you know, you're thirty. I'm forty three. Garrett's thirty seven, eight, thirty eight, thirty eight. Okay. As you get older, like you when you're a kid, you want a Christmas that's just like a smorgasbord, mm-hmm. like just absolutely. Santa came down the chimney and gave gave me everything. I even thought, like I maybe even said this out loud that I wanted this and I got it. Like that's what you want. When you're older, you're just like, give me like one really cool present. Yeah, and then that's it. Like want something I'm gonna use, and then I'm I'm thrilled with that. And the the transition is gradual, mm-hmm. but like once it takes you over, you're like, well, I mean, like you can give me all this other stuff. It's just gonna sit. But, like, if you give me one really cool thing or something you know I'm going to use, like shoes, yeah, then I'm going to appreciate that present that much more. And little kids get so much because it's really easy to buy for them because you can still get just, like, small little things. Yeah. So they just get so much junk because they get stuff from Santa Claus. They get stuff from us. Then we go to my parents' house, and there's yeah. stuff there. In-laws. In-laws. There's stuff there. And so we're just loading the car on, like, the – 28th and i'm like what am i gonna do like where is all this gonna go because i know if i try to throw stuff away which we did that while they were gone but if they're there and i try to throw stuff away it's like oh no that's my favorite toy I'm like, you haven't played with this in a month i know this is not your favorite toy <laughs> yeah. but just the idea of it going away but anyway there, yeah there's just so much stuff i don't need all that i just need one or two things i got some airpods too so now i can ignore people in conversation more effectively which yeah. is a, a real positive yeah. thing that i'm looking forward to so that's that's all i need Paul. I, I got some airpods max that was Nice. Uh, two two big gifts. My my in laws got me uh, AirPods Max, which were which are great. Uh, mm-hmm. Wore them on the plane and watched the Cowboys and Lions on the way back. Um, would have wa- worn them while I was watching FSU, but uh, I stopped watching that game in the airport. I think that was a good call. <laughs> yeah. So it was you know just something I didn't need to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even knowing the reality and the facts of said game, I still don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Like you know. 53 scholarship players, like, no part of me wants to see, like, can they win one for the Gipper? No. <laughs> it was not a Disney movie. No, it was absolutely not a Disney movie. <laughs> it was, if it was, it was the first part. It was the beginning. Uh, yeah. It was the beginning. Where the ragtag team gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, six months later, they add another player and yeah. get a cool coach. And yeah. yeah. This is well before Kelly Leak, you know, walks <laughs> onto the field, right? So, um, but no, I did. And then I also got, I haven't talked about this yet. I don't think I've told Garrett and Jack about it. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we got married this year. So part of the other reason we didn't need really that many gifts was because we just got a bunch of gifts because we we got married and we mm-hmm. registered for gifts. So we're, when we were asking, like, what each other wants, we were like, uh, 
I don't, I don't know. I just like <laughs> I just spent I had, the last yeah, we, few months of getting all this stuff that I would ever want. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I like to cook. I love kitchen gadgets. I'm a big kitchen gadget guy. Well, one of the things we registered for but didn't get, and I knew that we weren't going to because it's a little pricey, but it was this really cool toaster that you like it's got a screen on it. And you can select, like, if you want a bagel, if you want sourdough bread, or if you want wheat toast, it has those delineations. Pop-Tarts can, you know, it has a setting for each thing. Okay. It's magical. And my, that's what Amanda got me was this toaster. And that's how the old point I've reached in my life where a toaster was the best thing you could have gotten me. <laughs> and I have toasted the crap out of stuff <laughs> the last couple of days. What are you been <laughs> toasting, Paul? Bagels. Okay. English muffins. Oh, I love a good English muffin. Pop-Tarts. Nice. Bread. Whatever. Whatever. You, you, you want me... That comes with a little thing. I can make like a little uh, grilled cheese sandwich. I can put it in this little holder, and I can put that in there. Possibilities can, are endless. I mean, it's just... It's got a warming rack you put on the top. Wow. I mean, it's a setting. It was... It's one of the coolest things I've ever gotten. It gives you a little countdown. As to like where the thing is in the process, browning your toast, it's just, you know, there's no, it takes all the guesswork out of toast, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Because believe me, when you lit, like when I lived alone, there was no guesswork in toast. I knew my setting is three. But when you have to make toast for another human being, it can start an argument over <laughs> you never make my toast the, the way, way that I want it. And then it's like, well, you can make your own damn toast, <laughs> which is not the way to say that sentence. <laughs> and then you have an argument about like, well, I don't like this toaster. Well, I don't like it either, but it only cost me $40. So I'm... <laughs> I didn't know we had made these kind of advancements in toast technology. Oh, no, listen. I'm still working with like the toaster my grandmother probably got during World War II. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's magical. It's called a revolution. Okay. It's very aptly named because, you know, we're, we're taking back toast from the... From the <laughs> from from who okay from, from who took it from yeah no <laughs> from yeah. the big toast from from the yeah from the big toast in the sky yeah well so my wife she likes to cook a lot as well I got her uh, it's called a ninja creamy and oh, it yeah. makes ninja that makes good product yeah it makes like ice cream I've got an air fryer that from ninja okay nice yeah it makes like ice cream sorbet I'm I've recently figured out well. I think I've denied this for the f last 20 years of my life, but I've recently come to terms with it. I'm lactose intolerant to uh -huh. a certain degree. So, like, during the ALCS, I got nervous during game one of the Rangers Astro series. And so I just grabbed like half a pint of Blue Bell and I'm, I like house this thing. I'm just eating like while I'm watching Jose Leclerc try to close it out. And I woke up at like 1130 that night and my body was like, that was a horrible decision. <laughs> and you're going to pay for that. And so that was kind of the beginning of like, okay, maybe I don't need to eat ice cream anymore but you can make sorbet and other things well, so you could also use uh non-dairy non-dairy or la like lactose free milk lactose free milk yeah, yeah. there's possibilities there's a, listen science in advance so i mean like i just told you about the toast uh-huh it toast is well behind milk as far as <laughs> technological advancements we're just now like scratching the surface on the possibility of toast so it's just one so it's just one setting like if you're toasting bread is there a bunch of different options? Yeah, you can, like, it's got, like, one to ten on how, you know, if you okay. want it lightly toasted or, you know, burnt to a crisp, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, you if you select the, th maybe I'll bring it in here and you can shoot it. But, like, I, so. uh, you know, if you want a bagel, you, you know, you touch, do the touch screen over to bagel. You know, mm -hmm. if you want a waffle, you know, you choose if it's fresh or frozen or um, there's another, a third option, uh, which I have not. Like, Explored. Yeah, okay. if you want a toaster pastry like a pop tart or a toaster strudel, you can. Oh, toaster strudels, those are good. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's probably next week's. You know, what can I toast? <laughs> adventure. <laughs> that should be a new segment for the big show. <laughs> uh, yeah. just people give you things to toast and you report <laughs> yeah. back. I'll, I'm gonna. I'll go through the settings and all of the different like things that mm -hmm. there are, and I'll just go one by one until I get. <laughs> I get through all of them. <laughs> Start another YouTube channel. It's just Paul's toast reviews. Yeah. <laughs> all right, brought to you by the Revolution Toaster. <laughs> like, here we go. Um, this is this is you know, we go. And look, I'm I'm not a person, I'll tell you, who eats a tremendous amount of toast, but I am now. <laughs> Do your kids eat toast, Garrett? Um, it's not a big go-to. They'll eat it, but it's not like a okay. main staple in the house. 
Yeah, we did breakfast for dinner last night, and my two-year-old, Sawyer, he kept asking. Like, he ate a piece of toast, kept asking for it. Yeah. He had, like, three of them. I was like, geez, man. Of course, he was watching Mario Brothers, or as he calls it, Mario Brothers. <laughs> and so he'll just, like, if he watches TV while he eats, he'll just kind of keep eating until you tell him, like, yeah. okay, that's, you've had enough food. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. But He says Mario Brothers? Yeah, he says Mario Brothers. You know, that's very Italian. I'll tell you that. Oh, like, really? Yeah, okay. I've heard, I've had many people like, hey, brother, where you been? So, yeah. Or Hawaiian, depending on where you are, you know. But well, there you go. Maybe you just putting a little flavor on it. I didn't know. Yeah, this is this. Although I've been told this is the Mario Brothers that uh, maybe dispatches with the uh, antiquated. I'm Mario because it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, it gets away from. There's not a lot of that kind of cartoonish Italian accent. Yeah, yeah. We're one of the last bastions of racism that uh, you can get away with. But we That's brought true. that. Yeah, we brought that on ourselves. But. Uh, you know, there's there's a certain amount of like stereotypical. Know. Yeah, Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball. We can't say anything about it. <laughs> you know, you can't really do that with anyone else. But you know, Italians, Italians. are like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, don't like it. But you know, we we also were the ones that like, you know, somehow crossed over to the other side and we're like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're white too. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice, did you? Yeah, yeah. Don't look too far down this way. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, let's get to the uh, the task at hand, which is college football. Steven, uh, we've got Washington and Michigan. Uh, Washington and Michael Penix Jr. It's funny to me to uh, see all these people who are like national analysts that don't follow college football have like just seen Michael Penix Jr. And they're like, where did this guy come from? He's pretty like, good, huh? Yeah, he's been great for the last two years. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> he didn't just like, you know, crawl out of the primordial ooze and like, oh my gosh. Well, and even back at Indiana, I mean, he, he was, was like, yeah. he was a fun, okay, he's on TV, like you need to get to the television. Probably not going to beat Ohio State or Michigan, but he's at least makes those games competitive because yeah. he's so dynamic. Uh, but yes, it was it was funny to see like is of course there's always a reaction and everything, but now suddenly like is Michael Penix QB one in the NFL draft? And it's like well he's been doing things like this for for months. <laughs> you guys have just been focused on Caleb Williams, I guess. Yeah, it is weird. He was fantastic the other night, and uh, you know we we uh, Garrett and I have talked a lot about Roma Dunze all year. Always cold, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he's just so he's just so smooth. Yeah. And so we've got that. Two very different styles. Then we got Michigan, who um, is not look, I'm just gonna tell you, they're not fun to watch in the classical sense of, well, what's Michigan gonna do? But they're they're extremely efficient. Mm-hmm. They're um, I'll tell you, my favorite, and this is another old guy thing, my favorite app to use in the world is the Starbucks app because it it has everything you want on it. Like you can put like Everybody gets, I don't know why people don't use it completely because when you go up and tell somebody a complicated coffee order and then they mess it up, well, it's kind of on both of you. Right. But if you have a computer that says all these things and they mess it up, you're like, hey, um, this is I, in writing. This yeah. is in writing. This is how it is. So you can do that, but it's not like nobody thinks about that because it's just efficient and boring. Mm-hmm. But they're the Starbucks app of football, like where it's just like, all right, well, the goal is to block and tackle and score more points than the other guy. Like, you know, no, no, there's no, there's no style points in mm-hmm. football, and Jim Harbaugh believes that to his core. So he just goes and, you know, there we go. An, an, you know, another one bites the dust. And the thing that really impressed me about Michigan, yes, offensively they are very direct. You know what they're going to do? They're going to run the football. JJ McCarthy can make plays, but at their core, they are let's line up, hit people, block, get positive yards, especially on first and second down. But, Paul, that defensive line in the first half was so overwhelming. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the question about Michigan has been, and they've figured out the Ohio State conundrum, but for a long time, like, all right, these Big Ten offenses, a lot of them pretty antiquated. Like, when they face real skilled players, more um, complicated schemes, are they going to be able to keep up? And I know Jalen Milrow was limited to a certain extent, but they just overwhelmed that Alabama offensive line. And – that was the second time we saw that this year. Like, we saw it in the Texas game back in September. UT was able to really push them around. Michigan did something similar. They bounced back. They won that football game. I'm stoked for this match. I really don't have a great feel of what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington is so talented on the outside. And, like, it's funny because Kalen DeBoer is – he might be the best coach that nobody really talks about. I don't feel like we talk about him a lot. He was the AP coach of the year. Yes. Yeah. At, but at the same time, like – and he's won everywhere he's been. At the same time, 
that game management at the end of that Texas game. Oh, I, I thought he Woof. had to. I thought he had to maybe. If you do that, sometimes you have to have to give that award back. Like, <laughs> uh, the the committee, like the AP, oh, we had a recount. Like, hey, uh, listen, um, you got to read the fine print when you uh, when you just enable a team to, especially a team like Texas, which Smokey mm-hmm. calls horseshoe you, because when they like when Texas has been good, their luck matches their skill in a way that it just. It's yeah. just how it is. Look, you're a TCU fan. You know how it is. When Texas breaks, is yeah. good, they get breaks. Mm-hmm. And they got none of them for 58 minutes and 15 seconds. <laughs> then all those breaks they didn't get for 58 minutes and 15 seconds just rolled out of the slot machine mm-hmm. like they hit triple sevens. Yeah. I mean, and it's just um, fortunately for Washington and People who didn't want to see Texas in the national championship game, mm-hmm. you know, Washington made the one play on defense they had to make. They and did. but yeah, it was they play a little bit fast and loose. And so they do, and it's like, I mean, I, I respect it, I like it, but it's kind of like I so you know, the cowboy game you're talking about, you're watching the plane. Mike McCarthy throws this fade pattern on second down. When they Dallas basically could have run the clock out. Yeah. I mean, they they could have given Detroit the ball with under a minute left, no timeouts. They end up, you know, giving them like a minute forty five, and they go down and score. And after the game, McCarthy's like, "Well, I was just trying to win the ball game." And it's like, well, sometimes winning the ball game is just sitting on the ball and, <laughs> yeah. and running the clock out. Like it doesn't always have to be. I appreciate the aggressiveness, but it doesn't always have to be like, "All right, we're going for it on fourth down, or we're going to take a shot here, we're going to throw a pass deep." Sometimes it's just running the ball. But Washington did win it. I wanted to ask both of you guys, Garrett and Paul, a question, though, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching that Texas game. And I think Quinn Ewers has improved a lot. Yes. I feel like he's much better. And, I mean, based on what he did last His year. Arrows pointed up. Arrows pointed up. But did did you watch that game? Because the, the talk is he's probably coming back next year. Yeah. Can they win a title? Like, is their ceiling at a point where they can win a title with him at QB? Because I don't, I know nothing about Arch. Like I don't, so right. I can't say definitively who he is. But I just, like, I came away from that football game thinking, man, if I think Quinn if, might be the weak link on this team. If he continues up, though, like I think he's he's rising trending the right way. Yeah, I do think though that um, I think he's training the right way. Um, he was spotty, although I don't think it was just him. I mean, like pass rush was the offensive line had one of their worst games of the season yeah. at pass pro uh, the other night um, and. You know, they just, he just couldn't, they could not get Mitchell and Worthy involved early, but I think they can because I think if you look around at, you know, the teams that are going to have a lot of returning players back and the teams that will do well in the transfer portal. And the key to me is always, you know, returning quarterback. Like if you look at, if you look at the four teams that were in it this year, the only one that had a new quarterback was Alabama. Mm. And they're there by the virtue of the, they shouldn't, I mean, yeah. We all know they should like in a normal scenario they, they would have yeah. been there. They beat Georgia and they beat and Georgia in that. Like so, Georgia or Alabama would have been the only ones without returning quarterbacks. But Penix was back, McCarthy's back. Look, um, I'll just say the team that should have been there if he wasn't hurt at all with Jordan Travis back. Like yeah. those best teams in the country usually have their quarterback back. That's true. Uh, so um, if they have him back, considering that JJ McCarthy could very likely be gone. Um, although I think he might come back too, but I think he, he will. He could, he could, he could be gone because they're not like active in the transfer portal or anything yet. And so I know they've got that orgy guy who they they probably like, but um, yeah, I mean they're only cho- they don't have a great choice behind yeah. them. Yeah, so it's I think they'll just I think they'll roll with them. But I just I don't know. I was watching that game and I was like, man, are they like a dyna- dynamic QB away? Yeah, and it might be Quinn, just another year, yeah. more experience, so, being better. Because he does a lot of different things, but he just like he's only had a couple games where you know Big Twelve title game being one of them. Where it's like whoa, yeah, you know this guy won the game on his own. Mm-hmm. They don't have that from the, like where Michael Penix can do that, right? I, my, my thought on that is I think Quinn is good enough to win a Natty, but I think he missed his window because if you go, he's going to come back next year. I think Quinn individually will get better. He's going to progress mm-hmm. and get better, but you lost all your weapons. Yeah, you know, like like. It, and I know Jontae Cook's going to be good, right? But he's going to be young. You get Matthew Golden coming over, 
but we need to see him stay healthy. We need to see the consistency right. there. You lost Mitchell, Worthy. Like, you lost all your weapons around you. If you weren't able to do it this year. And the road gets tougher. Correct. Now. I don't know how much better you can get without having that cast around you to help. Yeah, them. they play Michigan next year yeah. as well. So, like, right. in addition to the, you know, SEC schedule, they have mm-hmm. to. And and then ending the season, here's the thing that, like, I think it's interesting about Texas' schedule is they have a rivalry at the end of the season that for at least one year will be as vicious as it's ever been mm-hmm. because it's been on pause for more than a decade at the very end of the season. So I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, and that's going to happen right before the postseason. And so how that game goes, whether they win or lose it, like it's going to be one of those where like afterwards you're like, well, this guy's out and this guy's out and this guy's out because physical you, football you game, hit yeah. just a little bit harder yeah. in that game because there's going to be two cities full of people that are keyed up in a way that they – like even for Texas, no, you haven't been – you know, for a long time because this rivalry is coming back with A&M. So there's things about next season, and, like, maybe they're not going to, but I would put them in the category of, all right, well, I feel better about Texas with mm-hmm. King, Quinn Ewers coming back, no matter if they do lose Worthy and Sanders and, mm-hmm. and Mitchell and all those guys, than I do about, say, you know, Ohio State, who we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Right. Um, you know, that like, they recruit – like, you know they're probably going to be good, but – you know, a lot of these other teams are with transfer guys in, in, that are going to be one-year hits. Like, all right, I think DJU's a great fit mm-hmm. at Florida State, but, like, is he good enough to get them back to where they were 13-0? and You know, I, I don't know. Who are, the, who are the other people you're losing, and how do you replace them? So it's going to be tough. Like, this is – college football is going to be more and more like the NFL, and so I don't think you're going to see 10-year runs like you did before. Sure. With programs, you might see three and four year runs, and then like a year or two where it's like, oh, they're fine, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not because free agency exists uh, now in college football. And it changed the look, free agency killed the Cowboys dynasty. You know, the, the salary cap and free agency, uh, I mean, free agency helped it, like plan B free agency is how they built the team, right? But then the salary cap killed it, right? So you know, they were in a position where they're like, all right, we're going to keep all these guys. And they're like, all right, well, now they're all retired and we're still paying. You know? <laughs> we didn't know that part of how the salary cap worked. <laughs> and now, you know, we're 25 years out of that and we still operate like we're paying Troy Aikman. But <laughs> nobody else in the league cares about the cap and they've all figured it out. But, you know, Stephen Jones is still there like, hey, uh, we don't want to. We don't rock the boat here. <laughs> we don't want to go get this guy from the Eagles that would <laughs> – that would help us and hurt the Eagles. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're not gonna trade for AJ Brown. What are you insane? <laughs> Ward the Jones is not the Rockefellers. <laughs> Everything else we do is opulent. No, uh, but yeah, I think you're gonna say that. I do think that that the Quinn Ewers is pointed up. I do like the, you know, I like their potential, and I think Sark's good. I think Sark's the guy uh, for that program because I think he understands it in a way that Mac Brown did. Um, they they certainly got the culture and identity back of yeah. like we're physical yeah. we're we're talented like we're coming at you yeah I think they and they have like they have what Mac built of you know look you're only as good as what you've done not mm-hmm. what everybody else has which is what you know I think elite programs go through Texas went through it probably more publicly than most because they are Texas and they have a very loud large fan base and they had a net like. This whole time they had this, they had their own channel until this year. That you know, until this year's over, that was like, yeah, hey, isn't Texas great? And you're like, well, I'm not by what I'm seeing on your your actual channel. You know, like, I mean, the years before the yeah. channel, you sure were. But, you keep replaying that Rose Bowl. I mean, that but, was good. But like, nothing I'm seeing now is really all that great. So it made it worse for Texas, I think. Now that you know, they like they're actually built in substance and not history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh man. 2005 is great. I'm like, all right, well, before 2005, you know, let's talk about how long it was. You know, that's something that, like, fans don't like to talk about when they have dynasty teams or teams that are blue bloods. It's like, well, how long was it between the times? You know, like, the 70s to 2005 was a lot. Like, people, you know, born and grew up and had children that Mm -hmm. never knew, you know, that that they were a blue blood program. Yeah, that just thought of them like, oh, they're kind of good. Occasionally, I'll see them in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what you saw. So, yeah, I, I think um, I think Texas has pointed up. I think they've got it fixed there, you know. So, I, I like – but we'll see. I mean, again, like, no team really goes into a new conference very often and just runs shop yeah, in it, yeah. you know. So, 
especially this isn't like TCU coming into the Big 12, which was kind of in flux. This is them joining a conference at its at its peak. Yes. You know, they're 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 not they're not starting the band. They're they're joining it, uh-huh. you know, so as it's gotten bigger. But uh, but as far as the, the Michigan and Washington game, I kinda agree with you. I don't really know how to how to like put my finger on the matchups because the thing I thought that Michigan was struggling to Alabama was against the playmakers, but they really they kind of did. did well. Yeah, they did well. I mean, like I I would if I had to pick straight up today, I'd pick Michigan, but I think it's gonna be a great football game. And it's one of those where, as you said, it's a styles make fights and it's kind of yeah. who's gonna be able to impose their will on the other team. And Washington yeah. will have Dylan Johnson back too, by the way. So that that should help them. All right, well, he he looked way hurt, more yeah. hurt than that. But I think he was banged up, and I think mm-hmm. he probably on one of those dumb calls of like, look, okay, you're not getting this first down by running the ball against Texas right here. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not going to let you do that. Like maybe just take a knee and take 40 seconds off the clock, and then they're they're probably not going to have time to do what they need to do. Right. You know, considering that yeah, that play and then the long snapper running into Jordan Whittington. And that one's not on Kalen DeBoer. That's no, just, it's not. It's just bad, just bad, uh, bad execution. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things you sit down and be like, hey, you know that like, <laughs> there's two things you aren't allowed to do on these punt returns. <laughs> you can't hit a guy in the back, and the guy who's catching the ball, you can't hit him until he's caught the ball. <laughs> like those are the two basic things that you have to think of every time. He thought he was so, a hero. You didn't do the first one, so good. <laughs> Second one. Let's get back in the film room. <laughs> Run that one back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. When we come back, there's some transfer portal uh, news and things that are going on. Uh, Will Howard is visiting Ohio State. Is Will Howard an Ohio State QB? Does he fit that? We'll talk about that next. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back. So we are down to one college football game left, Michigan versus Washington. And now we're in the part of the college football calendar that gets even weirder. So two teams are preparing to play a game. Two teams that will also need to get some of these transfer portal players, which is very weird to me that, like, they're both going to have to spend some time this week while they're preparing to for the most important game of anyone's lives that's mm-hmm. involved in this program. The coaches are also going to have a call of a guy like, hey, um, I see that you're interested in transferring to our school. Would you like to come and set up a visit? Please come. <laughs> yeah, Sonny Dykes talked about that at his signing day presser. He said, I mean, you know, obviously coaches have a certain spend to everything. But he said that one thing that helped them with not having bowl prep this year was it did allow them to fully invest in recruiting. He talked about the previous year. He was like, yeah, we were – it was really weird. We were trying to watch film and prepare for Georgia. And at the same time, we got people in the building – and we're like working the phones and trying to sell people on, hey, come play for us. And we still didn't really know like our current players. We didn't know what all of them were going to do. Yeah. We didn't exactly know what our needs were going to be. I, I think Michigan and Washington will probably be a little bit better set up for this because they most likely kind of expected this to happen. But uh, it's it's one of the very strange things about the sport is you're constantly in talent acquisition mode even when you're preparing for the biggest game of your career. Yeah, I mean that's like that's why the NFL doesn't have free agency for the Super Bowl teams during Super Bowl. Week. Right. Yeah. Like they're not like, oh hey, uh, 
You know, but if listen, here's here's I'll give you the recruiting pitch for Michigan and Washington right now as they host anybody who's getting ready for a playoff game or a postseason game. Like, oh, um, I'd like to take you by the film room where we're actively at work trying to win a trophy. Uh, I don't know if the last place you went is doing that right now. Are they doing that? They're not. Yeah. So I mean, it's fine. They're doing their own thing. They're they're trying hard. We supre- we appreciate that. We appreciate it a lot when we beat them this year by twenty seven <laughs> points. Uh, but you see, my coaches. There's your position coach. He's going to come and talk to you in about an hour when he's done f- with this film session. That's getting ready to win a trophy. <laughs> So, sorry, yeah, sorry we don't have much more time for you. We're trying to play a national title please, game. Please walk around with these three hot girls, and they'll take you to lunch <laughs> while we prepare to play in the national title play the national title game. Like you, you, like our attention is fully on you. Once we're done preparing to win this uh, trophy that every player in the country wishes they would win, and you could be here doing that next year uh, if you come here and not the place you were yesterday. Just saying, because they had way more time for you than I do. So <laughs> that's not a bad pitch. <laughs> yeah, and I mean most of this is handled by the NL collectives anyway at this point. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, our money guys down there. Yeah. We're, we're going to handle all this. Yeah. Yes. Please, uh, ladies, take him to the money guy. <laughs> <laughs> take him to the bag man. Those are legal now. We yeah. just have him kind of out and about. Yeah. His name's Dennis. Great guy. <laughs> His name's Jimmy. Before, I never saw him before 11 p.m. Now he's just here during the day. Yeah. One of these girls is his daughter. He doesn't seem to mind it. I'm conflicted about it, but what the hell? I'm winning games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is a weird thing. Um, but... Uh, there are there's some interesting transfers that happened. One I want to talk about real quick with Garrett because I I I love his opinion on this. Okay, um, Malik Hornsby from Texas State, who was at Arkansas, who is a fantastic athlete, but is really intent on being a quarterback, and I don't think he is. Is back in the transfer portal, and God bless the coach that convinced him. Like, listen, dude, you can make millions of dollars if you would be a wide receiver. Or maybe even a defensive back, although he's he's kind of tall. So, uh, well, I mean, six two one eighty. So he's not. I just I, at this, you see, so all right, Jalen Miller spent the whole week right, like talking about how Bill O'Brien was trying to get him to change mm-hmm. positions, and I understand that. But if you're a person like Malik Hornsby at this point, right, like you have not been able to figure it out consistently to play the quarterback position at this level. Like, if you want to continue playing football. Then at some point you got to put your pride, your ego, everything to the side, adapt, go play receiver, and try to you know extend that and make mm-hmm. a career out of it in the NFL. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets an opportunity, and I hope it just comes like the reality comes to him. Like this is my last shot, and I need to take advantage of it because I don't know who's going to give him an opportunity to the quarterback. He read that article uh, about Lamar Jackson and his mom and how very intent they were on keeping him as a QB, and he was like, that's, that's me. Like, that's, I, that's I'm going to stay man. the course with this. It just hasn't worked out for him. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many guys, Paul, now that are on their, their third or fourth school yeah. in three years. It's very odd, but it's, it's always tough. I get it. Like, I mean, there's tons of examples of this, but guys that play a position their whole life, they excelled at it. Like they still think they're confident. They're athletes. They still think they're the guy. But as Garrett said, at a certain point, it's like, okay, do I want to get on the field? Yeah. And this seems like a pathway to get on the field. So yeah, absolutely, I got to make that change. Yeah. By the way, Bill O'Brien, uh, famously known as a naysayer. <laughs> <laughs> Let him know, Paul. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, uh, but the one we want to talk about the most in this segment is Will Howard and Ohio State. It appears that USC and they're in a weird spot now because Miller Moss started the Holiday Bowl and set a record and looked fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic, and he didn't even have like Mario Williams. What I mean, like dead starters, like guys in a transfer portal. Um, he looked fantastic. And at some point, too, Lincoln Riley, I think I said this to Ryan Abraham, who covers the Trojans, when we had him on. Like, at some point, Lincoln Riley needs to remember that you're Lincoln freaking Riley, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like he's lost that a little bit this last, like, year and a half where, dude, you're Lincoln Riley. You're in demand. Like, you have a superpower. It's coaching quarterbacks. Maybe you don't always have to go to the transfer portal to get one. Maybe the guy that you picked, Miller Moss, can play. Can play. Like, just play him. Mm-hmm. You could get somebody else. Like, you can, you'll probably have to get a transfer portal quarterback, but you're always, he's always going to have a four or five star guy coming in. 
He could probably always get a transfer to be at least be a, a serviceable backup and coach him up better than most people in the country. You've got Cliff Kingsbury on your staff. Like, I think Miller Moss, like, you might have just simplified your life and you can go work on changing your defensive scheme and getting the players that your new defensive staff wants. Mm -hmm. But so Will Howard, a lot of people thought, like, that's probably where he's going to go. I even thought, like, all right, well, eh. yeah. Is Will yeah. Howard a Lincoln Riley guy? I mean, oh. you know, that the. Is he a is he a is he a Cliff Kingsbury guy? Because again, between those two guys, we've got Manziel, Mahomes, Williams, Murray, Murray, Hertz, and Mayfield. Like that is it's a pretty good list. That is a list. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. for college quarterbacks and now for some pro quarterbacks too. Mm -hmm. Like you've got like the hit rate is you know. Three guys who are like one guy who's in the Super Bowl, two guys that are pretty good and serviceable at least, and will have long NFL careers. Uh, the best quarterback in the world right now, and a guy who washed out because of of personal problems. Mm -hmm. So like, you whiffed on one, and it wasn't even your fault; it was his. So uh, like, there those are all those things that exist. So if you're Miller Moss, like I'm not one to try, like I'm going to tell these two quarterback gurus like I'm your guy. I throw six touchdown passes, and if I'm the two quarterback gurus, I'm like, well, you know what? I, I think we got our answer right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if this guy can throw six touchdown passes in a week, mm -hmm. you know, or like one game out, like we can maybe not expect six, but like we can probably get three and yeah. then get other players. So I think if they kind of adjust what they do, they're fine. So Will Howard doesn't really fit there as much anymore. And look, if he goes there, then he's probably going to be the starter. Or maybe, I don't know. But Ohio State has an opening. I just don't feel like Will Howard is – that dude, and maybe he is, and I like Will Howard. I think Will Howard is a gamer. I think that he's someone you can rely on. He's got a ton mm -hmm. of experience. He's won a conference title. There's all these things. He's, he's certainly got some talent. He's, he's a little bit mobile. He can do a lot of things, but he also got kind of pushed out. Pushed out because they had a guy who's better than him. I mean, yeah, Avery Johnson forced his hand, essentially. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, to Will Howard's credit, like – Adrian Martinez was supposed to be the dude yeah. on that K-State team that won the title, but he was so good, and, of course, Martinez dealt with injuries and he wasn't always available, that eventually they said, okay, we're going to go with this guy, and then this season was kind of up and down. But from an Ohio State perspective, it just feels like, okay, you had Kyle McCord, who you basically let walk because the thought is we need to get better at this position, we need to get more dynamic there, and all due respect to Will Howard – this is just not a guy to me who like jumps off the page as far as raising your ceiling. I mean, I think he can do a lot of what Kyle McCord did, which is protect the football, beat all the teams on your schedule that you should beat. But if you want to take that next step, I don't see him as the as the guy. But it's there's there's no more fascinating position now in the in this new world than QB. Yeah, <laughs> because it's kind of like the NFL. It's like if you have a dude. Even if, you know, like, I don't know, Kirk Cousins is kind of the ultimate example for, about this. We've debated for seven years whether or not Kirk Cousins is like an elite QB. Like he's a dude that can do the job, and he puts up good numbers, and Washington didn't want to pay him, so he goes to Minnesota, and it's kind of been the same thing. Like, he puts up good numbers, and they make the playoffs, but he's not necessarily an elite guy. Dak Prescott right now trying to beat that same narrative, right? Like, yeah. is Dak just another dude who you can win a lot of games with, or is he actually a game-changing elite QB? And so, if you have a player, like if you have a guy in your house like McCord who can get the job done, if you bring somebody else in, you're going to make him mad and, and chase him off. Or if you decide, like, okay, we're going to swing for the fences, we're going to let him go, and we're going to try to get somebody else, well, then you got to go get somebody who can, can raise your, you know, win total. And I don't, like, I don't know if Will Howard's that player. I just think well, he's another okay. dude. So, I mean, you have to, and you and I talked about this when Kyle McCord went in the portal a month ago. You know, he, he went in really fast. He was kind of the shaggy one. Okay, if your your goal now is, if you've kind of pushed Kyle McCord out the door, which it appears is what happened, then you have to find a guy who is at least 11-1. and one. Yeah. Well, I mean, is Will Howard that guy? I mean, maybe in that system that you think, like, okay, well, he's going to have way better wide receivers than Great he had at Kansas players, State. Yeah. Great skill players. Great O-line. Everything's going to be better. Which, okay, that's fine, but if you still go 11-1 and one next year and lose to Michigan, Ryan Day is in one of the most unique positions in the country where he can go 11-1, and one, lose to Michigan, not playing the Big Ten title game because there might be another team. Out I mean, of course, they'd probably play him again. But, like, if he goes 11-1, loses to Michigan, maybe somehow there's another 11-1 team out there that 
sneaks in and that, because they didn't play them and they're in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. their Big Ten title game, and he then goes in the playoff and wins it. Like everybody would be thrilled about the national championship, but you know some of the big money donors would be like, "Well, you didn't beat Michigan, so um, congratulations, but uh, Michigan." <laughs> <laughs> and so he like if you don't do that, and like that game means less. So maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. Right, right. But it does feel like there's a lot of there's a, a, a minority, a loud minority of Ohio State fans that are just incensed that that's the only game they can't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last couple of years, because they won it for so long, uh, because Michigan was just in a hole. But um, so yeah, is Will Howard the guy to get you over that hump and like beat Michigan, win playoff games? I I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know if he's that much better than Kyle McCord, a guy who threw twenty four touchdown passes to six interceptions. So four to one. Like yeah, I just don't see it. I mean, I could see a scenario where they're like, all right, we're gonna go. Like we're gonna build this thing around him. We're gonna go heavy power run game with our with our QB and with our running backs. But to your question, Paul, then it's like, okay, well, in the fourth quarter, if he has to make throws against a really good Wolverine defense, can he do that? Because that's, that's still the, the big overarching thing that's surrounding this team and surrounding your, stat, your job status is kind of that hump that you haven't been able to get over so far. Yeah, absolutely. So, and look, his schedule next year um, is they've got Oregon, Penn State, Michigan are the ones that you would say, like, okay, these are the tough ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan State, Iowa, like they're they're non-conferences, nothing. I mean, you know, you know, Nebraska is going to be intriguing, right. but I, I don't think at at this point where I would say like, oh, that's a that's one where you've got a circle at this point. Uh, but so they've got a schedule that, yeah, you could Will Howard could come in there and probably win a lot of games, win a lot of games. So, um, but also. You know, like, is that what you're going to do? I mean, or do you bring in Will Howard and see if, like, he likes it there? And do you take a chance on a guy like a Caden Salter who, who's out there who's dynamic, very dynamic, although he has not played against uh, Yeah, what do they make of Caden Salter? Because, I mean, they like, that Liberty schedule was – it was what it was. They beat yeah. everybody, and he put up huge numbers, but – it was one of the weakest schedules in the country. I, but now, I mean, he was he was recruited by Tennessee, highly recruited out of high school, got into some trouble there, ended up at Liberty. And I mean, I think Auburn makes the most sense because he'll just yeah. he'll just go hook up with Hugh Freeze again. But um, I don't know. He's he's a fascinating test case too. Yeah, and then you've got um, you know quarterbacks from UNLV and mm-hmm. you know play like those guys. Like he's he's pretty uh, Jordan Maiava, I believe mm-hmm. his name is. Uh, and so you've got him out there that. Um, you know, he's kind of intriguing, but he's also a redshirt freshman. You've got Air Nolan coming in. You've got some guys, but um, I don't know. Like, Will Howard is the steadiest option, yes. right? He's steady, and maybe that's what you need, uh, especially since you push steady out the door because that's what Kyle McCord was. And what does their room look like? They got Ball, Ohio State. I guess he would be the one competing with Howard, yeah, essentially. And, uh, yeah, Brown, I mean, still there, but, okay. like, you know, we just saw his – you know, debut start, yeah, which yeah. was not not great, but I, you know, I can't completely put that on right. him. Bowl game with a lot of opt outs, but still didn't didn't look super. No, he wasn't he wasn't dynamic. taking over the game. Although I do yeah. I do respect the thirty three. Um, I wish more quarterbacks did that. I'm gonna keep saying that. Like, yeah, yeah. Go 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 old school, like the little flutie action, like twenty two. <laughs> twenty two is a great quarterback number. I don't know why quarterbacks are so snotty about having numbers. That are, that are like running back numbers, yeah. Like what's like why why are you so cool that having something over the over nineteen is beneath you? <laughs> Shea Patterson, I remember he was at Ole Miss. He yeah. had he had he, he, had, he was in the twenties, right? He was in the twenties. Yeah. Bernard then, Robinson rocked ninety nine back in the day. Yeah, at Michigan, he was on the show recently. Wasn't yeah, like he? Last yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they had Bernard Robinson on the show a couple weeks ago when I was on my way to Nashville. So, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he was uh, was ninety eight. He was doing it for uh, for Tom Harmon. Okay. Would you like a quick trivia question? Sure. Who is Tom Harmon's extremely famous son? I don't know. Is none other than Leroy Jethro Gibbs himself? Oh, Scott Harmon. Ma- Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. Okay. Mark Star Harman. of Summer School. Very underrated eighties movie. Is is NCIS still on the air? There's like seven of them. Okay. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of CBS. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm married into a CBS family. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's something to adjust to. 
Isn't isn't Gibbs like a hundred years old? Well, I don't think he's on the show. No, I think he's left, okay. So. He's left. Okay. Yeah, at least from the commercials. Like I've been able to put my foot down and been like, listen, we we could like I'm all about the Amazing Race. I'm all about Big Brother. You know, I'll the watch Amazing it. Race is great. Yeah, I love the Amazing Race. It's very fun. Uh, I love Ghosts. Ghosts is very funny. Yep. Uh, yeah, Ghosts is Ghost especially if you're a history buff. Ghosts is like okay. really good. But like when you're telling me like NCIS, like they're in Australia now or something, like. <laughs> There's not that much crime related to the Navy, is there? The Australian <laughs> Navy? Australia has a, I guess that makes a ton of sense. No, it's I, like just, a, I guess it's like a partnership. Oh, okay. Yeah, where, again, Australia, a place that, that's not really a wash in crime, as far as I know. <laughs> in fact, I, I often see Australia as kind of an idyllic place I would like to live. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the problems that we have, they, they have seemingly solved. You just hope to don't run into like a kangaroo or something. But other than Look, that. That's what I'll, that's what I'll, t- listen, I'll take kangaroos and crocs and, <laughs> All kind of weird poisonous snakes over maybe some of the things that you deal with other places. It's kind of just like Florida without the crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And and larger like larger animals that'll get you. Like just, um, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I see. It seems to be a fun place that wouldn't seemingly have a lot of Navy crime, but maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. I mean. <laughs> like you know, I. Uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, but yes, Tom uh, Mark Harmon played football at UCLA mm-hmm. and uh, and then became you know very popular actor. actor yeah. yeah. So, so there you go. There's your little piece of trivia. When we come back, Steven and I debate sponsors who can take over a bowl and make it the next pop tarts bowl. Because I do think that a lot of these bowls, this is what they need to do. You just need, need to lean into the ridiculousness enough ridiculousness of the fact that this game means absolutely nothing anymore, which pop tarts is like, listen, this is a huge event for Pop-Tarts to show off, and there's a football game that people are going to enjoy, so we are going to lean into this. Mm-hmm. Who is the next Pop-Tarts Bowl? That is next. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Stephen Simcox locked on Horn Frogs alongside. Stephen, uh, before we get to our, our fun topic of the day, well, it's not like the other ones weren't fun and we didn't go off the rails, but uh, how do you feel about TCU's offseason so far? I like what they've done. They've really gone heavy in, uh, with offensive linemen in the portal. Now, the, the age-old question is, can you really build an O-line, a competent O-line in the portal? Because a lot of people have tried and haven't had a ton of success yet, at least like finding you know, three or four guys that can do it. But I then we got Bless Harris from Florida State, who was kind of in and out of the lineup there for a few years. Uh, Remington Strickland from A&M, a couple guys from the G5 level. So I, I think, speaking of quarterbacks and kind of the weird conundrum everybody's in, they saw enough from Josh Hoover that they like what he brings to the table and so their approach has kind of been, okay, let's, let's build the team around him. So yeah. let's get better up front. Let's go, you know, find some uh, skill guys that make this work. We'll change up the D.C. and get Andy Avalos from Boise State and become more aggressive on defense. So I think they've done a good job. Um, and I still feel like Sonny knows what he's doing. But, man, they need to have a big bounce back here because five and seven is not – not acceptable, and yeah. you just gotta you gotta get better quickly. Well, and look, they um, Gary Patterson constructed the greatest roster in TCU history, but they were just emotionally worn down by yeah. Gary Patterson. Uh, and then Sonny Dax was the right guy at the right time, and now he has to match that roster construction. Yeah, now he's got to build it, right? Yeah, now he's got to build it. So, all right, what brands could be the next Pop Tarts Bowl? Because Pop Tarts should do this now in perpetuity. 
Like they should just do until until we're tired of the bit, which yeah. I do think they were creative enough to where maybe this could get more and more interesting if they're willing to like take it to new levels each time. Like it's not just going to be the like the same thing. It's going to be something different. Well, and it's a once a year thing, so you so, yeah. feel like because I mean the Outback Bowl. They kind of lived off this for a while. Yeah. They had the uh, the promotion where the winner gets, or whichever, each team was paired up with an appetizer. Yeah. So the Bloomin' Onion, and I forget what the other one was. Yeah. Um, but they had they had the Bloomin' Onion there, and it was kind of like a cool niche thing. And the Pop-Tarts Bowl, I think they could they could capitalize cheese on did the ho- Does the hotel room that's yes. like cheese yeah. it? Like those kind of things. So who are the brands that need to do this? So I, I I'm – Interested to hear your answer because when you texted this to me, my first thought was, okay, what other mascots could be edible, right? Yeah. Because that's that's really like the Pop-Tarts mascot was hilarious. Or like, because Duke's Mayo, I think, does this really, like, Duke yeah, they does do this the, really well, Pop-Tarts does this really well. They do the well, Mayo they, bath. Yeah. My the first coffee one that Je- uh, Jeff Trailer had this year, I thought that was a good good okay. deal. Yeah. Yeah. My first thought was, uh, was Subway because you can have a, an edible foot long. Yeah. Or, or you know, or bigger for the team after the game, and then have some sort of interactive subway mascot. I think they're probably looking for some new branding because the whole Jared thing didn't work out super yeah. well. No, no, <laughs> kind of went downhill in a big way. Um, they, they've had a rough go of it internationally. You know, you can't <laughs> yeah. call their you can't call their bread bread anywhere outside the United States. <laughs> Like we're we're lax on like what our bread standards are, <laughs> but France is like this is no bread. <laughs> But I feel like I, spit on you, poo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Subway could make a viral moment with an edible mascot and have some fun. That was my first thought. Subway sandwich mascot. Yeah. So, Subway sandwich. I'll go with. Look, I'm more of a Jersey Mike's guy, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I like Jersey Mike's too. Yeah, I think Jersey Mike's might have a little more fun with this. I think Subway takes itself a little bit too seriously mm-hmm. sometimes. And look, they spend a ton of money on marketing. A ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're. That like when it comes to not only like the level, like some people will get like one or two spokesmen that are like high dollar, but they like, oh, we're gonna get just every NFL quarterback and Serena Williams and you know Steph Curry and like if if you're in a sport, they're gonna they're not picking the like he's like well you know like and no offense to Travis Kelsey, but he's the second most Im- until he started dating Tra- Taylor Swift, he was the second most important player on his right. team, so he was more personality based than even though he's a great player and a future Hall of Famer, like, that was more like, well, he's personality. Like, yes. they're going, Subway goes for, like... They go for A-listers. A- A-listers. The other thought I just had, so Jack... If you're not seeing Sam Rockwell in the Subway movie, <laughs> like, it's Meryl Streep, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not character actors. Yeah. Um, so Jack in the Box really leans in well to the idea that that's the place you go... After a long night, yeah, of partying. Maybe you know you had some some uh, substances. So what about a Jack in the Box bowl that starts at midnight? We'll put it on the West Coast. Yeah. So it's like 10 p.m., but it's you know midnight one midnight Central, 1 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. And we get like they get all the munchies, they get all the light knit snacks. What do you mean going. Nine, nine o'clock. Yeah, nine yeah, o'clock. Nine we could do that, but yeah. we'll just call it, uh, you know, Jack in the Box after dark or something. Yeah, and they, it just be super weird. You could put Bill Walton on it. I don't know, like put just yeah. throw Bill in the booth. Yeah, maybe have a Who's comedian. Who's the football Bill Walton? There's got to be a football Bill Walton out there. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you could throw Snoop over there. He does work with Jack in the Box. He there does the play by play. Yeah, throw it on there. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing you, you could need have. To do. Like a you could have like a mega cast. You could have like a 420 cam with Snoop. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Bill Walton. Some of these like like mood gummies. They're like legal weed yeah, yeah, you yeah. ship around. Like those kind of things. Pat yeah. McAfee would probably be interested in going over there. I yeah. don't know. He seems to be like a guy that has some fun. Yeah, no, that that would be a good one. Jack in the box needs to, to lean in. Late night bowl game, yeah. Yeah. Um I uh I would like to see someone like a chicken finger person like raising canes. You know, get really into it. I the Chick-fil-A is unfortunate, like they're the sponsor sponsor of the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. So they can't really like you can't have a nugget like a, a Chick Fil A soft bath would be pretty hilarious, uh, yeah. or a, nu- a nugget bath. Although I would not like to see all those nuggets just hit the ground. That's just that's not like mayonnaise. It's just easily replaceable. Yeah. Like that's you know that's not, that's again stuff. But like you could have a you know uh, like if you were Chick Fil A, I, I wish would lean into this more where you could have like we we determined on this show we're going to do this one time the Chick Fil A nugget tray challenge. Where did I talk to you about this? Was no. Chris? Okay. So, how many nuggets? Like, if you were just given the nugget tray, a hundred nugget tray that you would take to a party. Yeah. 
and just said, okay, Steven, this is what you've got. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch college football from the 11 a.m. kicks till Pac-12 after dark. How many of those nuggets can you take down in, in that period? Man, I mean, I don't want to sound cocky, but I feel like I could polish the platter. You think you – yeah. Garrett, how do you think you could do? Mm, I can get close. I mean, I don't know. I could probably do about 65 or 70. Okay. Jack, Chick-fil-A nugget challenge, 100 nugget tray, starting 11 a.m. kick to pack 12 after dark. Gone. I could probably do about 40. Mm-hmm. I could. I, really, honestly. Yeah, I know. I mean, realistically, I'd probably hit a wall, but it just seems like, I mean, that's five, that's five instances during the day yeah. where you have 20 nuggets. That seems feasible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I think, like, that would be something I think Chick-fil-A should get behind. For sure. Did yeah. you, have you ever gotten to cover a peach bowl? Uh, no, I've not. I've wanted to. I've wanted because okay. I love, I love Atlanta. I love, I love going there. Yeah. Um, I covered TCU Ole Miss in 2014 and it was, I mean, it was just Chick-fil-A was just. Chick-fil-A food was just hanging out in every room. It was the best, oh, best experience ever. Yeah. The, uh, having Chick-fil-A in a press box is great. The best non, like, um, like, may, like sometimes you have food that they just make that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, but the best, like, uh, chain meal is we're at UCF this year, and theirs is the Mellow Mushroom, which is oh. fantastic. So Pizza? Yeah, p- they okay. pizza and wings. Nice. Yeah, pizza and wings from the Mellon Mushroom. So UCF does it upright. Um, but Mellon Mushroom would be another great bowl sponsor. I'll just <laughs> tell you, <laughs> they've got a good vibe. But um, I'm trying to, like, it's mostly got to be foods, right? Or, well, like. Yeah, one I thought of, which is not, I don't know. I, I think Barstool's kind of leaning into this. I didn't yeah. watch the Barstool Bowl this year, so I don't know how they did it. But, and, and there's probably some compliance issues here. But if DraftKings or FanDuel ever wanted to sponsor yeah. a bowl, and you well, just, Barstool can now because they're not in the casino business anymore. Yes, so. but you just have like I don't know. They find a loophole where you can have basically live betting like during yeah. during the game. You have a couple. You have like five or six people there that are placing bets while the yeah. game's going on, and that's a huge focus of your coverage. I mean, I think that would do well on television. Yeah, I know. I'm not knocking like places like Tax Act, but like, what can you do that's fun? Not much. <laughs> like, like the winning coach, are like your taxes are on us this year. <laughs> no, like then, then you would want like then that would be worth like oh your our taxes are paid for. We got to get to the Texas Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much. I mean, like bad boy mowers. I guess you could put somebody on a lawnmower after the game. Have yeah, them, lawnmower races. Lawnmower races. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Mississippi State had the coach, the interim coach who had the four wheeler. Yeah, I don't know if any four wheeler dealers are interested. <laughs> Yeah. Get they, Kubota involved. Yeah. I just, like, you got to have a good, like, post-game celebration somehow. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this. And then, of course, a mascot that's willing to um, sacrifice itself. all in. I mean, absolutely all in. I mean, they did. They leaned into the bit. It was great. They just, I mean, they had a team that was like, all right, let's make viral moments. And the Duke's Mail Bowl has done a great yeah. job, too. Like, you have to, you have to be like, okay, we're not taking this super seriously. This is just supposed to be fun. We're going to have fun with it. Yeah. You think other mayonnaise companies are like, damn, we missed the boat on that. Heinz is like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ketchup bowl where. Miracle Whip is like, oh, no. Here's the thing. Ketchup doesn't need this because they've got, like, a large segment of the population that yeah. just eats ketchup on everything right. anyway. You know. One of them made it to be the president of the United States, which I still don't understand. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, like the ketchup on everything bowl, like that, like well, there's people like, yeah, of course, I'll, I put ketchup on everything. What's the best like generic pasta sauce? Like what, what pasta sauce could take over? And Rayos. Okay. Rayos. Have a pasta sauce bath after the game. Oh, look, if you, if you want to like lean into like the Tommy DeVito kind of a thing that, that we've all enjoyed <laughs> with the Giants. You could have the cutlets ball, like yeah. You could yep. you could have a have it New Jersey. Yeah, like that's I mean that's the that's the pinstripe pinstripe bowl, pinstripe bowl. needs to be brought to you by you know an Italian mm-hmm. food company and you know you get a sauce bath afterwards, which believe me, um, your clothes are just gone after that. What's is what's the bowl? They sell the bowl that is played at Fenway Park. What's the yeah, bowl? Fenway bowl. Fenway I don't bowl? know who okay. the sponsor is, but yeah. Yeah, they should do something. Boston College won it this year. Yes, they did. They beat SMU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck in the ACC, ponies. <laughs> Your money can't save you now. <laughs> um, 
they should do something with the Red Sox. I don't know what the what the bit would be, but yeah. of course it's of course, sort of a terrible time of year up there because it's like no, really cold and yeah. wet. Here's what you can do: you can just like with the Red Sox, you can find things to do that just piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> Not what do you mean you're going to let Juan Soto get traded to the Yankees? Not Are you spend, guys there? Yeah, not spend any money. <laughs> just act like you're the Devil Rays or the Rays. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to trade Chris Sale, <laughs> but the day after that, we're going to sign Lucas Giolito and pretend like that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let David Ortiz coach. Let's just, let's just go yeah, all in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Get something... <laughs> But David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez coach. The winner of the Fenway Bowl gets to be the general manager of the Red Sox. <laughs> and then you like the just the like the things they do is just like 30 days, like 30 days of general manager of the Red Sox, making decisions, and then my reaction to them of like, ah, all right, I mean, I know we gotta trade Chris Sale, he's expensive, you know, 34, and he's not what he's been, and like Von Grissom seems like he's gonna be good, but I don't know that. And you're gonna try to tell me that this is good. I like that. 30 days of the Red Sox GM. I wonder if you're like, why are we in the luxury tax by $50 million? <laughs> Paul Catalina is the coach of Boston College. That's, <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> oh, we just traded for the Dodgers' whole roster. <laughs> and we deferred all their money to 2075, so good luck with that. <laughs> I'm anyway, saving you money in the yeah. long run, in the long run. I'll be, I'll be long dead when this happens. Anyway, in conclusion, it's important we all know that SMU lost, and they're still not a serious program. <laughs> good luck, guys. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, always enjoy Wednesdays when you are here. Uh, and uh, I'm glad the PlayStation 4 uh, gambit worked out for you and worked out well. I'm Thanks, not, Paul. I'm glad, I'm glad it did. Let's do it again next week. And I can't wait to, like, 15 years from now where your son like looks you up on whatever YouTube is called then <laughs> and goes, Hey man, he's in the YouTube archives. You got that for free. Why didn't I get more presents? Then? <laughs> this is, this is bogus. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. GI Joe just text me pizza bowl with three coolers full of different toppings, sauce, cheese. Yeah. That'd yeah, be like good. That. yeah. You can do a lot with pizza. Yeah. You can do a lot with pizza. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll talk BYU um, and their offseason in the show. Still working some things. Smokey is under the weather. He is. Yeah, he's not I, feeling good. He was, he was fading fast at the end of yesterday's show. Know. And then, like, the, like, it's one of those things where, like, under the weather and then the weather matches mm-hmm. how you feel. I think that was how uh, Smokey was yesterday. So, uh, thank you so much for watching. We'll be back again at 3 o'clock with me and Craig and uh, a show about college football. This is 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown.